everyone and welcome to another episode of A Little Breathing Space where we're continuing our conversation on women's menopause journeys. And one aspect of the menopause that I think is getting a lot more attention, thank goodness, and we're raising the conversation, is around the mind-body connection and is around the emotional aspects of menopause. For a long time we've talked about menopause in very reductionist terms, hot flashes, bit of lack of sleep but really we know that the things that women are seeking more and more help and support with are indeed the emotional side and that's why I'm really delighted today to have a guest Tracy Kelly all the way from Queensland in Australia who really focuses on mind-body connection and a lot on the emotional side of menopause so welcome to a little breathing space Tracy thank you Clarissa and thanks for having me on um I've got a lot of personal experience with menopause and particularly the mind-body connection and in relation to the work that I do. And the reason I became so interested in the mind-body connection of menopause was I noticed as I journeyed through menopause, I was really noticing that I would hot flush if I had a stressful thought or a stressful situation came along. And every time I had a thought that just was um, a negative thought of some description, I would immediately break out into this massive hot flush. And the more stressed I felt, the, the stronger the degree of the flush was. And there was absolutely no control over the physiology of the hot flushing. Mm. So what I started to notice was more and more my thinking in relation to the hot flushing. And I started working on my mindset. And what I noticed was the more I worked on my mindset and reframed the thinking that I was having at the time, the less the intensity of the hot flushes and the duration. Mm. And I just found that really, um, really a, a helpful connection. And also from the emotional point of view, it's like what comes first, the emotion or the thought. So if you think about, what you think about, if you feel the emotion, it will lead back to the thought. So yeah, I guess you are thinking about your emotion. But it's a roadmap back to what's going on with your thoughts. Exactly. And I think that that becomes really understanding that that root cause that isn't is only partly due to your hormones, if I'm correct, Tracy, and mm. isn't always just my hormones are declining, but it is also the stress and the way we approach our emotions. The other correlation I found was talking to other women going through menopause, and some women would say, Oh, it's a breeze, I don't get hardly any symptoms whatsoever and I got really interested in why were these women having little experience of hot flushes and all the other symptoms of menopause and here was me just sweating like a pig wherever I went and I just got talking a bit more and noticed how they were thinking and what they were thinking and their mindset was definitely more on the positive side and they were just generally happier people and I really believe now from talking to lots of women going through menopause the more positive you are and the happier you are, the less uh, symptoms you tend to have or the intensity of the symptoms are not quite as strong as if you have got stuff going on. So for me personally, I was a single parent and it was quite a stressful time. You know, my kids were just going through the last parts of um, high school and I was by myself and I had this big house and a swimming pool and a yard to mow and this and that and I'm forever... <laughs> under the pump and I noticed that 
you know, I would just, the kids would do something and I'd be like, oh, straight away I'd break into a hot flush. <laughs> Probably <laughs> while you're screaming at them at the same time. <laughs> so I really, really have come to realise that is the connection. It's, you know, what, what are we thinking in relation to how we're feeling? And sometimes we can feel something and not be aware of what we're thinking because we're, our subconscious mind has got so many millions of memories underneath and they can pop up and we're not even aware that they're popping up. And the next thing you know, we're having this crazy hot flush in the middle of a supermarket or sitting down with our friends. and we. Yeah, and I can relate to that, Tracy, because I used to have incredibly hot, strong hot flushes when mm. I had presentations with my CEO in the office or mm. there were issues going on at work, other issues going on at work, and I suffered that. Mm really strong hot flush and I just wish the floor would open up you know because I was just like boiling alive but obviously mm. I can relate that now to that that this was not just a hot flush it was because the stress just dialed up the symptom yes exactly so much yes. that I wouldn't have had the symptom but I would have but I wouldn't mm. have had it as strongly well that's what I like about the work that I do it's around being becoming mindful of the situation you're in and kind of becoming the asylum observer and bringing ourselves back into the present through mindfulness. And we can do that really easily by um, tapping into our senses. So um, I teach my clients to find five things that they can feel. So if they're sitting in a chair, they could possibly feel the clothes that are on their skin or the seat mm -hmm. under their um, legs, depending on what you're wearing, trousers or a skirt. Yep. Um, uh, the desk, you know, just find five things to connect into what you're feeling. Same thing with what you're seeing, um, hearing, um, sight, sound, taste, touch. And sometimes you can smell, depends on where you are. Uh, <laughs> if you can find five things okay. to really yeah. tune into and then just take a step yeah. back and become the silent observer, that'll bring you back into the here and now and um, that will reduce the hot flushing. Absolutely. And that's sort of that grounding in the present moment mm. when your head's not racing, because your head can only do one thing at once, can't it, Tracy? It can't actually do two things at once, even though we think we can. And so you have well, to focus well, on what you're focusing on. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's great to come back into the present moment and then reframe the thinking. So, for example, like if you're in a stressful situation in the boardroom, mm. because that thinking can then be reframed to well, I, I know what I've got to say. I know all my, my topic and I've done this before and I'll be fine. And that then changes the whole thinking and then you're, you become more in control of what's going on. Yes. Well, what are some of the common negative thinking styles that women have, particularly in menopause? What I found in menopause is there's, there's a number of things go on. So you've got all the, um, the chemical imbalances happening. And also there can be like a bit of a, a grief and loss situation going on because we are transitioning into the last phase of our life and all of a sudden reality becomes quite real of like, oh, well, we're not in childbearing years anymore and we are in the last phase. And I really think we do tend to take a bit of a stock of um, where we are in life and what we've got left and what we want to achieve. And I know for me personally, I, I felt really strange when I stopped getting my period. I thought, oh, oh I don't feel like a... I don't feel like I'm right anymore. I don't feel like I'm, I'm a, a full woman. And it took a while to transition into 
into menopause and now I don't even now I don't give it a second thought. It's like, okay, well I've got a lot to do for the rest of my life. But there was yeah. there was a brief period where I did feel like I had lost my youth when I stopped getting my period. And there's a little bit of that going in. So there's also um, a number of different types of faulty thinking. So I'll just list them out. Um, yeah. There's black and white thinking where you can be just, you'll be extreme in your thinking black and white. So that can tend to become quite stressful thinking if you're not seeing the grey in between. Uh, overgeneralising. We can overgeneralise about a situation where we don't have enough information to make a, to make a, a, a real assumption, oh, assumption, a real um, determination of, yeah. of what that situation is personalizing how often do we personalize something thinking oh is that isn't that directed at me um when it may have absolutely yeah. nothing to do with us <laughs> uh, <laughs> filtering uh what are our filters we all know that if we've got 10 people lined up they'll all see the same situation in a different way so how are we looking at life and through what filters are we looking at life through uh jumping to negative conclusions is another um if you've come from a if you've been marinated in a dysfunctional family, your thinking will automatically jump to negative um, conclusions. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that can just be a, a completely trained way of thinking from, from the way you've grown up mm. in your family of origin. Mind reading. How many people, Clarissa, do you come across that have a crystal ball? Oh, and they yes. just know <laughs> what's going to happen for you and what's going to yep. happen for them and what's going to yeah. happen in the future. <clears throat> like crystal balling and mind, and, um, mind reading really... That's a, that, that can really um, set you off on a, on a whole direction oh, that doesn't yes. even exist. Yes. Um, blaming. How often do we blame people when we really don't need to yeah. blame people because we're no. not, looking, not looking at ourselves, not owning <laughs> our stuff? No. Uh, labelling. <laughs> How often is, oh, that person, oh, that person over there. Yes. And um, yes. we give them a label. Uh, and Predicting a catastrophe. Now, I can remember being hot flushing, thinking if I've got to go in there and I hot flush and I sweat all through my clothes and next thing I've got this scenario going on, oh. it doesn't even exist. Yeah, that's mine. I that's think, the one I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the one that really we probably all do quite a lot is comparing, comparing yes. ourselves to other people. And, you know, the thing that I've found that all this is all we really can compare ourselves to is, how good a person we were the day before in relation to how we are today. Yeah, or even the minute before. Even the minute exactly. before. <laughs> Let alone the day before, if we can remember that. But maybe even just where we were <laughs> then a few minutes before might be good. Yeah. That's it. So all those faulty thinking, if you have one of those, it's quite much easier to, yeah. uh, to reframe your thinking. But if you've got a number of those, it's really quite a challenge to A, become aware of your thinking, then recognise your triggers and then reframe them as well as take care of the emotional aspect of things too. And are you emotionally connected or emotionally disconnected? There's quite a lot yeah. at play. There is, there is, and that's tough for women because I think there's a lot of external information going on for them as well, a lot of transition, as you said, with your children, how society mm. views women and, and some of the stronger emotions, as you mentioned, things like grief and loss. And, and they all impact on the way we think. And on top of all that, our body is haywire with all the chemical imbalance. So we yeah. will be getting hot flushes and night sweats and mood swings and poor sleep and mental fog and stress and anxiety and weight gain. These are all things that are part and parcel of menopause. Mm -hmm. However, there are ways to 
lighten the load of all that. And the first thing is uh, to understand what you're thinking, to know what you're thinking, to see where you are emotionally connected and disconnected and to reframe and to emotionally, to use your emotions in a positive way to help, to help keep your thinking in the right direction. Um, I just, hypnosis is one of the, one of the great ways to get rid of any underlying, underlying beliefs that don't serve you anymore, that do fuel all that negative thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And allowing that um, sort of uncovering of the thoughts but some of the other ways that you've mentioned to me are obviously cognitive behavioral therapy acceptance commitment yes. therapy tell our listeners a little bit about how they're so beneficial in a menop for a menopausal woman okay well we, we pretty much looked at the cognitive behavior therapy yep. part now to just mm. to get into know where our faulty thinking lies and and yep. what we can do to recognize triggers and reframe that thinking to keep us in a more positive thinking mode now, acceptance commitment um, training is a fantastic modality because we are in menopause, ladies. We're there and there's nothing we can do. It's just part of, part of ageing. So we, if we can accept that and know that this is where we're at and know where our values are, we can then live our life more in line with our values. So therefore our mind's not going to take over and take us off on a crazy tangent. We'll just know where our values are, accept where we are and live our life steering our way through our values. And a lot of people don't know what their values are oh. and they can get into menopause and all this stuff comes up because we are in the last phase of our life and it brings up a lot of stuff for people. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't have, um, we can't change immediately. So accepting where we are and accepting we're in menopause uh, is a good way to, I guess, to start steering our own ship and finding out what our values are and start living our life in line with our values because we are in the last part. We want to make the most of it. Yeah, if we I'm, haven't made the most of it so far. <laughs> I think we've got a good 30 years to to. to to do <laughs> but um, absolutely yeah and that that's the good part and i think that you're right accepting that menopause is where we are it's a natural transition we cut well you know in reality most women can't delay it even though there's lots of that lovely um ideas coming through that you could delay it till you were 70 or whatever that's being <laughs> at the end of the day you have to go through it somewhere along the line and and that's you're right it accepting it is and that's quite mm. hard to do isn't it when you know there's a lot of negativity out there in the world about menopause and about being older mm. i think it depends it, it really does depend on the individual yes a lot of people do find a lot of people don't want to face the fact that menopause is here and we'll do whatever it takes to avoid it but you're right Clarissa, at some point we do have to go through menopause and like with me i started going through natural menopause um, and in the end, I had my ovaries and tubes removed because I had benign cysts on them. So that just plunged me like straight in even harder than where I already was. Yeah. And um, there was more acceptance. Like I wasn't really happy about getting my inner pieces taken out, but it had to be done. Mm. That's a big and thing to go through. I know. And there's, and there's other women that go through menopause because they have to have a, a complete hysterectomy so they 
have surgically induced menopause as opposed to uh, natural menopause. And in terms of hypnosis as a way of treating the symptoms of menopause, um, we can do really well for women who have had surgically induced menopause mm -hmm. by helping, helping those ladies with their underlying beliefs. And we can help in that respect. In terms of ladies who are going through a naturally occurring menopause, we can do hypnosis around the hormones and the changes within the hormones. So there's two approaches mm -hmm. to using hypnotherapy. Um, so Professor Martha Hickey, she's from the Royal Women's Hospital in Victoria and the University of Melbourne. Um, she's one of the leading experts in menopause, recommends cognitive behaviour therapy and hypnosis as an effective non-hormonal treatment for menopause. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a great way to really um, tackle, tackle the situation without taking lots of drugs that can have some really terrible adverse side effects. Yeah. Yeah, and that's amazing. I mean, it's really good to see someone at her level really coming out and, and recommending approaches that I think have been around for a long time but haven't maybe been central to menopause treatment until more recently. There's a lot more talk, open talk around menopause and the symptoms and the way that we can naturally treat, uh, naturally treat the symptoms of menopause. And 80% uh, of women will experience hot flushes um, during the day and night sweats, and I just know the night sweats, I found those really hard. I would yeah. just have a, I'd go to bed with a cloth and just I'd wake up <laughs> and just stab myself asleep and I'd have the air con on really <laughs> cold so I could get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Which is hard and if I you've still, got a partner there. <laughs> he might not appreciate no. it. <laughs> I must say there were a few touch and go moments over the air con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but that that is sort of that feels to me like that's so good that that mm. dialogue is coming that mm. you can actually go through a natural menopause with support from various mm. mind related treatments alongside obviously mm. better health nutrition exercise mm. processes that are all part of helping the mind as much as they are the body and um, doing some meditation in the morning before you get up, that just calms the body into like the theta waves, the yeah. theta my, uh, yeah. mind waves. And you come out of bed feeling, feeling calm and relaxed to start the day. Mm -hmm. And that sort of like sets the tone for the rest of the day. So I really suggest that people, if they've got time, is just even if you just meditate for five minutes before you get out yeah. of bed, five yeah. or ten minutes, and then get up and go, eat healthier food because the weight does pile on i'm looking at 12 kilograms and the mountain seems way higher for us, <laughs> I've got to say. Yeah. so the weight will go on and yeah. i just like i could drop weight like that and all of a sudden one day it's like oh, that kilo didn't come off anymore and now it's oh. like 12 kilos haven't come off eating a eating a, a good diet i think is really important um and and exercise because osteoporosis is another thing that happens with menopause and that yes. is something that I didn't um, know myself and no. uh, we need to be looking at strengthening our bones uh, mm -hmm. to keep that bone density that we have and also look at taking a supplement like um, oh, calcium with some vitamin yes. D and it's really important. It mm. is. It is very important. You mentioned mindfulness and I think we had a little mindfulness practice at the start with the five mm. senses. That's yes. got quite a bit of um, good um, messaging around mindfulness and mindfulness helping mm -hmm. menopause. Um, and yourself, are you using mindfulness within your work? 
uh, yeah, I'm a very big advocate of mindfulness because we can really get caught up in our thoughts and our emotions and and react from those places. If we t um, take on the practice of mindfulness, we begin to realise from the place of the silent observer, we are not our thoughts and we are not our emotions. And when we've got a big emotion coming up, we can just sit with that and be the silent observer until it passes. And I think it's like something like 90 seconds and that emotion and thought that pops out of our head and out of our body. Yeah. So to, to be the silent observer really, um, it's very helpful. And also it just tunes us more into, into our inner essence and we open up to all kinds of inspiration mm -hmm. that just pop in while we're becoming a silent observer. Very true. And I'm it isn't easy to become a silent observer, though, is it, when we're used to reacting to our busy minds? Mm, that's right. That monkey mind can take over and uh, subconscious thoughts, millions of them underneath the surface just popping up. And uh, the more we become aware of our thinking and our emotions and be that silent observer, we will recognise the triggers that come in from the external and realise that they're a trigger and, and, and just let it come and go. And then it's not going to take us off um, and derail us in our life with our thoughts and our emotions overreacting to things that, that will just pass naturally. Yeah, that, and that's a great advice because I think it's easy to get caught in a thought, as I would say, and then you're following that train of conversation and creating some of those distortions, that, Tracy, that we talked about. And then throw some emotion in it, into it and that can really power us off in a in a direction that we don't want to head in. And if we're triggered and it brings up some other memory from the past, that can really send us off on a, mm. off on a tangent we don't want to go on. And I've recently done a certification in an ancient Hawaiian modality called Ho'oponopono. So have you heard of that, Clarissa? I have. I was um, recently reading a, a magazine, a UK-based magazine, where that was actually mentioned. And it was the first time that I'd heard it, but I don't think many of our listeners probably know much about it. So I'd love you to share, Tracy, more about it because it sounds such a fascinating approach. So um, there's a doctor in Hawaii and he cured award of criminally insane patients purely by using the practice of Ho'oponopono. So the, the premise of it is, is that we are 100% responsible for everything that comes into our life. Everything. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's all 100% our manifestation. So when, when we get a thought that pops in, it is... Our thoughts can be our enemy, so it's our opponent. So when the thought pops in and we have a negative attachment to that memory, mm. we then do the process of ho'oponopono. So it's, I'm sorry, I love you, please forgive me, thank you. And what that does, and it's just over and over and over and over, and what it does is it... It's quite a spiritual practice. So what it does is it sends the memory up out uh, from the subconscious into the conscious mind, then out into, out into the spiritual world, into the divinity, where it becomes transmuted, and then it comes back down as clean energy and it's dissipated. Beautiful. We can then receive inspiration. The trick to it all is, is inspiration and memories look the same so we don't really know is it inspiration or is it a memory 
So we just do the Ho'oponopono over everything that comes up until we feel, if we think it's inspiration, we feel the urge to go then do something about it. And it's a great practice. It just changes things like you would not believe. And wow. what, what we're doing is we are forgiving ourselves because we didn't mm -hmm. know any different. Yep. Um, we are accepting what's happened. We are taking responsibility for what's happened. And we forgive ourselves and we just let it go. It's, a, it's forgiveness. It's forgiveness on steroids. It's amazing. And I really would highly recommend everybody just do it on a daily basis. Mm. Uh, it's transformative. Wow, that sounds so amazing. And I would just say to listeners, check this out because I've only just come mm. across it for the first time literally about mm. two weeks ago. And it's so wonderful, Tracy, what you're saying is because transformation is, I think, what a lot of women mm. looking for in mm. their menopause journey because it feels so hard at times. But if there's a mm. way to transform and to really help ourselves on a deep emotional, spiritual level, I think that's just so fantastic. And if we look at the, the negative mindset thinking, the monkey mind kicks in and we get a negative thought. And if we go straight into the whole opponent from the premise of this memory is my opponent and we say the four phrases, then the charge is out, the charge is released from the memory mm. and it's just gone. It's really, it's, just, it's truly just the most amazing, amazing process. Wow, I'm blown away by how, how that sounds and I just want to investigate mm. it more myself and I'd be, I'm just fascinated by it now. And are you working with this regularly now with your clients as, as a way? Um, I added into, yes, I added into all my programs now, Clarissa, because people... You know, people can hang on to memories for so many years and there can be a lot of unforgiveness attached to those memories. But if we realise we are responsible for everything, everything that comes into us, we have that responsibility. If we own the responsibility and we forgive ourselves for our ignorance of creating the responsibility or the part we played in it, mm -hmm. it takes, it really just takes a charge out. And then later on you might think about that thing and that emotional charge is gone. And that and we, is... be, we become we become clearer and clearer and clearer to receiving inspiration um, from something greater than us. That is so beautiful because, uh, you know, from my own personal perspective, I think it is also recognizing that menopause isn't just a physical change. It's a deeply mm. emotional and spiritual change. And much of what we're having is on those levels mm. too. And, and we need support in order for that to go through mm. in a way that is beneficial and, and, and better for us. Uh, and such a nicer way to think and work than just mm. on booting away the symptoms with whatever. And then the other dimensions leave, are left unresolved and we carry them into the, this last phase of our lives. I like to work on a holistic basis, so mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. Yeah. Yes. And covering all those components we can go into that last phase of our life just fully equipped to get out and do whatever it is that we want to do for the rest of our lives so, i mean i'm only just getting busy now <laughs> <laughs> i think that's true i mean i'm turning 60 this year 2020 mm. and i'm thinking gosh my life's really ramped up in a completely different way not in that frantic way that i was when mm. i went to the office but i'm pretty busy it certainly isn't over 
No, I was just thinking today, I'll be 57 this year. And I thought, wow, I've got so much ahead of me. And likewise, I feel like my life's really ramped up as well, but really purpose-driven and directioned. And, you know, my, my aim is to help as many women as possible with their, managing their menopause systems, systems, <laughs> systems <laughs> using all these different systems yeah. to look at every aspect because we are more than just the physical. We are more than just the mental. We are more than just the spiritual. Yeah. It's truly a holistic journey. For, for women to go through this and to come out a different woman in some ways on the other side. I mean, you know, it's a whole new phase of life and it's so wonderful that you're there, Tracy, to, to help women along their journey. Well, I've got a program where I work with women. It's over a 12-week period where we look at uh, we look at all these different aspects about what's happening with thinking, where, are the, where is the faulty thinking. We learn how to do CBT to reframe the thinking. We look at um, acceptance, commitment, training to accept what we have and it might be something that we can't change immediately. Then we can add the Ho'oponopono in so we can then really get the spiritual side of ourselves connected and, and release the emotional charge to the memories that come in and also look at doing a bit of physical exercise. So it's up to the person if they want to go walking for 45 yeah. minutes. It's highly recommended. Um, yes. We can do that pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Uh, even in a shopping centre, like in a cold place where you are, you can go to a big <laughs> local shopping centre and just, you know, do the circuit for 45 minutes. True. Well, you are or I are. We have a good saying. We said there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. So, <laughs> so you, just, you, just, you just rug up and go out. <laughs> That's it. You've got to do the best you can with what you've got. It's true. That's very true. Um, How can people get in touch with you, Tracy, and learn? Um, people, yeah, they can get in touch with me on Facebook. So I'm my um, Tracy Kelly, and also my business name is Mastermind Waves. Mm-hmm. And um, I could probably give you a link that you could put up somewhere that your client um, people can get in touch through you. That would be great, Tracy. Uh, and if you had one really great tip to leave the listeners with to get them sort of moving on this journey, what would that be? Uh, be aware of what you're thinking and be aware of whether you are feeling or not feeling. It's important to be hooked into your feelings um, because they can really catapult you in the right direction when your thinking's in the right direction. That's a fantastic tip. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on a little Breathing Space podcast and sharing your wisdom. I just love this whole Ho'oponopono approach. I think that is something that listeners should be checking out and get in Mm. touch with Tracy and find out more about the work she does. Mm. And I've got email too. It's info at mastermindwaves.com. Wonderful. That's great, guys. So check all this out and take your journey through your menopause to another level by embracing the wholeness of it, the emotion, the physical, the spiritual, and the mental. So until next time, go well.
The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding expectations, simplifying lives, and establishing legacies that last for generations. Leverage their exclusive network of experts to help achieve your personal and professional financial goals. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect to a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com.